The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Effort. Just notice, just notice your response to that word. Just notice if there's a sense of tension or stress. And the path, the practice does take effort. That's really clear. My hope is um, to connect you with um, some ways of relating to your aspirations and your effort that actually brings joy. That joy naturally just arises for you or energy arises for you. I think that um, one of the really sweet things about wise, having a wise relationship with wise effort is that it, was, it really is about self-attunement. It's really about paying attention to how we're being affected and the results of our efforts. And the more we can do this in a, a way of, um, that is devotional or caring Um, inspired by our aspirations the more I think that it's something that actually generates generates energy so that we're not exhausted you know we don't get tired Um, it's not brittle but it it continues to sort of bubble up suffuse arise for us in a way that helps carry us and keeps keeps this part of the path um, really nurturing. And it's easy to go the other way with this part of the path. It's easy to get into over-efforting, over-straining, over-judging, or over-evaluating, over-estimating. So, I invited you to think about your aspirations. How was that for you? Were you able to connect with an aspiration for your practice? Yes? Yes? And what did you notice in your body, in your energy, when you connected with your aspiration? What did you feel? Maybe pull it up now and just check in. Aspiration is so central. It's really important. And it's in need of our loving attention. And it's in need of loving questioning. So I'm going to use the word loving, you know, and caring a lot. Because I think that um, it really softens and can suffuse the energy in a way that... um, is supportive. So my efforts need to be meaningful, deeply meaningful to me, right? And um, I'm proposing that energy, when, when things are deeply meaningful to me and to you, energy becomes available. It just, it's there because we feel moved, right? It lifts us, it carries us. I want to um, just invite you to
to notice and to dwell or to feel and sense what it's like to be in alignment, to feel connected to your aspiration in a caring way. What do you want to devote your short life to? Yeah. What does your heart want to give? And notice what your relationship is with this question, with this idea of your own deep desire. Sometimes it comes up in a way that feels just very inspiring, but we might also notice that there's some fear. Or we might also notice that there's some doubt or criticism or rejection, right? So just just notice if that's there too, because we'll we'll want to invite that into the awareness, you know. And then let me ask you also: um, Why do you want to do this? What, to what end? To what purpose? Right? How much of it is for self-care? How much of it is for caring for others? How much of it is about? who we want to be in our relationships, parenting, partnerships, work, life, sangha. Maybe think a moment about your dedication to this work, to this practice, and who are you doing this for, and invite them in the room with us right now. What would it be like if they were here too, just energetically, just thinking about you have this aspiration, And part of it is for you and part of it is for others. Bring them here. And notice how that feels. When you are working on your aspiration or supporting your aspiration, please don't underestimate your capacity or your worth. It's okay to want to aspire to the most if you're a serious Buddhist, perhaps, and full enlightenment aren't are a hardship, right? You don't need to limit your aspiration. Just don't bring a lot of pressure and demand or expectation with it. Make sure your goal is worthy, right? So it brings you a sense of satisfaction. And, and... Notice if there's a sense of pride or a sense of over-identification with our aspirations or our desires. Because if we're over-identified, if we have a sense of pride or this is me, I'm this kind of meditator, this kind of energy will, will, will dwindle. It will become brittle. So this is why I want to really encourage you to think about sort of why you're doing the practice, what your aspiration is, and to what purpose, and who are you doing it for, beyond just, very importantly for yourself, but beyond yourself, right? So let's just do a guided reflection, beginning with, we're going to use, you know, cultivating... You know, my topic is about cultivating, right? These good states, these helpful states, 
Mindfulness happens to be one of them. So just take a moment to establish mindfulness of yourself in this present moment, in your body, in this room, in this place, being aware, receptive, and noticing the quality of your awareness, inviting a sense of kindness, openness, and feel, savor that feeling of awareness. This is part about, this is part of our work in sustaining and supporting. When we cultivate, we also want to appreciate because that will support the sustaining. And now bring to mind your aspiration, your highest purpose for engaging in this practice. Just invite it to be seen in front of you, heard, felt. And take a moment to engage with this aspiration with curiosity, with interest. So investigating curiosity, this is another one of the seven factors of awakening that supports Being curious about your relationship to your inspiration for your intention with this aspiration. Paying attention to how your engagement has an effect. And if your engagement tends to wandering mind, leads to wandering mind, try asking a different question. Try asking a more loving question. And see if that helps you become more intimate in your investigation. Notice the energy present. Notice if it feels low or high. Just recognizing its presence or absence. This is in relationship to your aspiration. Play a little bit with that gas pedal. Back off, or bring more energy forward, more intimacy, more interest. Create more space, a big open room. Experiment a little bit here and notice how the energy flows and is affected by your efforts. Another very supportive factor 
of awakening is joy. What joy can come of pursuing your aspiration? And then there's ease. Ease is so important. How can we hold our aspirations in a way with ease? Notice tranquility when it's present. How do you feel this in your body? Another factor that we want to cultivate is typically called concentration, but I'm going to invite you to think about it as intimacy, connection. Notice how intimate or how connected you feel to your aspiration. Invite it into your heart. Hold it lightly. And the seventh factor of awakening is equanimity. So relating to your aspiration, reflect a moment in a way that's open, balanced, and calm, knowing that this is an aspiration to be held both intimately and lightly, to not be over-identified with, but to use as a guiding star, your North Star, to know that sometimes when we're on a journey We have the North Star to guide us. But the terrain, the weather, the conditions may change. And so sometimes that star is bright and shining and visible. And other times it's not. But it's still there. Knowing this can bring a sense of equanimity. A sense of balance to our aspiration and our practice. Take a moment to just reflect on how you're feeling in this moment. 
Notice what you're aware of. And when you're ready, you can take a deep breath. And with the exhale, invite letting go of any extra tension, stress. Invite your aspiration to be resting, nesting in your heart. And you can open your eyes if you'd like. So here's a question. Do you feel right now you're in a wholesome state? Just check in and see if you feel like, and there may be multiple states present for you, okay? There might be multiple things going on. But take a moment to notice if you can find any wholesome states that are currently present. And just sort of breathe in, breathe with that wholesome state. Take a moment to feel it in your body. Name it if you can. Bow to it. Acknowledge it. Express appreciation. Savor the experience. These steps are very helpful in terms of cultivating and maintaining wholesome states that when they have arisen that we recognize that they're present. We take the, the time to stop, to pause, to connect, acknowledge. Really, I see you. And then, I appreciate you. Right? To really take it in. Like, With the inhale, breathe it in, feel it. Another important thing with these wholesome states is to to bring them to their full culmination. Sometimes we start to feel mindful, or we start to feel energy or joy or equanimity. And then we're distracted the next minute and off to the TV or off to the races. So pause a little bit longer when you can, when you notice a wholesome state that's present. Give it a little more room. We have to train our minds to value, to value these states. To not take them for granted. Right? They don't last forever. They come and go. And I've had experiences where I had periods of time where I felt like I was just, you know riding a beautiful wave of of wholesome states just felt like my heart was so wide open and I you know it was sort of working at work and home and 
just everything was going really well. And then it's not. And then it's not. And so one of the first things that I notice when that happens for me is that I start to, um, you know, it starts to become easier and easier to make unwholesome choices, right? It just becomes easier to watch more TV or, you know, to mm, be a little bit grumpier. And I have to actually really kind of start to see, for me, it helps me to start to see the suffering that's starting to arise again, the mud, right? The dukkha. And, and when I see that, when I can see that, and I can name that that's what's happening, I feel, again, this, oh, reconnecting. Let me reconnect with my aspiration. Let me, let me sort of, oh, yes, thank you, Dukkha. Thank you, thank you. You're waking me up. You're waking me up, right? So if I, and that takes, you know, that turn toward the wholesome again, right? But sometimes I also could, my inner critic can get activated, and I can start to question myself and be critical of myself for letting myself get lazy or sloppy. And I start to doubt myself or be insecure, right? And then kind of, it's like this whole stream of fear and anxiety and insecure and who am I and what am I doing <laughs> it can really take over. So, you know, then I just have to go further down that little you know, whole. But again, it's the suffering. It's, it's the noticing that and, uh, really I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. And I'm hurting others. It's, it's sort of feeling that, opening to that, that generates and re-sparks my energy and, and effort and reconnection with my aspiration. This, this intimacy with my aspiration is so helpful because I do lose it. It falls away. And so, you know, re, somebody mentioned how important it was that they noticed setting an intention in the morning affected, affected what happened the rest of the day. And our aspiration is an intention that needs to be kind of nurtured and re- remembered. Remember me. Remember. I'm checking the time here. So, let's see. Okay. Um, When we're down this hole in this way, when we've gone down the hole or we're coming out of the hole, right, of moving toward the unwholesome. This is all about, again, coming back to re-engaging in a way that supports the unfolding of more and more wholesome states. We're bound to make mistakes. We're bound to get it wrong. It's okay. It's part of how we learn, right? So it's very important to notice your relationship to making mistakes or falling off or forgetting. Shifting away from self-blame. 
shifting away from the inner critic's voice as much as possible. Taking the, the energy off of me, my, my errors, my badness, right? And really, really focusing just on cause and effect. What happened here, right? What, what will support the re-arising, the reconnecting? Just look at the actions and the results. You don't need to make it all about being a bad person or not a good enough Buddhist, right? Reconnecting with heartfulness. Remembering that you're here on behalf of yourself and all your other ones that you love, right? Remembering that. Bring that to mind. And remember there's no no mud, no Buddha. No mud, no Buddha. The, the mud is the fertilizer. The mud is what gives us the nutrients that we need to become a Buddha. So, yeah. None of this, none of this has to do with pressure. It's not about pressure. It's not about shoulds. It will not carry you very far. Your gas tank will empty very quickly. It's got to be about the beauty of discovery. It's got to be about the manifesting of our own capacity, stretching ourselves, our fullness, about our heart's intention. To me, it's about giving myself completely to what I really, really care about. Living from the heart. Moving from the heart. So, I just want to ask you to reconnect. What is your heart's deepest aspiration Are you confident in your ability to achieve your aspiration? If you're not confident, what can you do to support your confidence? What will help you feel more confident and worthy? Notice if joy arises when you contemplate your aspiration. If joy doesn't arise naturally, then maybe, maybe you're still seeking. Maybe you're still looking for your deepest aspiration. Or maybe when you work on your confidence and your sense of, you know, worthiness, that joy will, will, the lid will be removed and the joy will arise. And when you need to rest, rest. It's so important to rest. And these actually are... This comes from a teaching from Shanti Deva, saying that you know um, we need to have. There are four aspects of good, balanced, and wise effort: to have a clear aspiration, to have confidence, to have joy, and to rest. So we're going to do another small group sharing. So please form groups and I encourage you to make a new group or at least partially new group with three other um, two others so there's groups of 3 again. All right. So just take a minute and if you haven't done so introduce yourselves, share your names please. All right. Take a breath. And what we're going to do is um, we're going to have one person share at a time. Um, Actually, they're going to get about three minutes to speak.
Um, and so there'll be one speaker and two listeners or some variation of that. And I just really want to say to you that it is a gift both to speak and to listen. Tremendous gift. So as the speaker, I want to tell you you're off the hook. You're speaking for you. It's for your practice. It's for your heart. Okay? So you don't need to worry about making sense or finishing a thought. You get to talk and be mindful of speaking and exploring in whatever way works for you. And for the listeners, this is a heart practice. And it's a body practice. When you're listening, feel the words and the impact of what's being said in your body as a gift to you and to your speaker. To me, it's like taking the concentration, the awareness, and expanding it threefold or beyond. So it's really a supportive experience, right? To really receive and to offer. And so please, when you are listening, be a receiver. You don't need to plan what you're going to say or anything at all. You just get to be and, and to receive the experience of hearing. And the speaker, please take this gift that's being offered to you, right? To support you in attending to your own inner world, your own inner experience at this moment. So the speaker will be the person, the first, pre- first speaker will be the person in your group with the most number of colors on. <laughs> so figure out who that is. <laughs> All right. So this is what you're going to talk about, okay? I'm going to say, I'll repeat this. If you, um, There's a few reflections here. So, um, But essentially what I want you to do is to explore what do you experience when you're in a wholesome state? How do you recognize it? How do you feel it in your body, right? And, and then what for you is supportive of maintaining these wholesome states? And you may want to start by sharing your deepest aspiration and work from there. So you're going to talk for about three minutes or be silent. If you have pauses, it's totally fine, right? About exploring, recognizing wholesome states. When do they arise? How do they arise? And what does it feel like? How do you know they're there? And maybe, how do you know when they're not there? When do you notice that they've gone away, right? Um, And then, yeah, what supports it? What do you want to do? Really, maybe, what's your intention around supporting this, right? When they arise, what would you like to see yourself doing? So please begin, person with the most color on. Really feeling the breath. And I just want to invite you to reflect on what was of value to you in this exercise. Just something easy to share, something simple. What was of value to you? 
I'm going to ring the bell. I'd like you to re-engage and just quickly go around the circle and could you please each share what was of value to you about this exercise. Learning questions. Um, How about any savory Reflections. (laughs) Reflections. <laughs> there's there's one mic on stage and there's one in that chair there. So feel free to get up and grab one. Thank you for picking it up. So I have this trick, and that is turn the mic on and just start passing it around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the. I just have um, a question. Um, earlier, you mentioned four aspects mm-hmm. of something, and I got some of them, but not all. Could you review that again, please? Yep. Shanti Deva. Okay, four aspects to good, balanced, and wise effort as taught by Shanti Deva. One, clear aspiration. Two, confidence. Three, joy. Four, rest. Great. Intimacy with an aspiration sounds a lot more joyful than concentration on it. Great. I like that. (laughs) Leave it on and just pass it. And please just, if somebody hands the mic, just take it and you can speak or not. Just, you know, gently, carefully, kindly receive and pass. When I share my aspiration, it's more real. And that breathes life into it. Yeah. I think it's not on. Thank you for speaking. Oh. So um, I had the opposite experience to this exercise on the first one. I had an immediate connection to um, to my aspiration. Um, it's always challenging to articulate it for me. I feel the self-confidence or lack of self-confidence, um, but the practice of sharing in the small groups and the act of listening, um, it's good practice. I'm, I'm grateful that we do that every time, even though every time I have the same kind of, I don't want to do this kind of response. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I had an aspiration and a connection to it. So. Beautiful. For me, it's very difficult to open up and to express clear thoughts at the time. I'm quite shy, <laughs> so that makes it hard. And again, I'll, you know, also be tell you I'm grateful for the small groups 
because they're going to force me to really do it. Whether it comes out right or not, it's out there. <laughs> and one of these days I'll get it right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, um, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. I really love the metaphor of the North Star that you mentioned. Um, your path and your aspiration is always there. Sometimes things get a little bit cloudy and foggy and you kind of lose sight, but it's still there. And it's this practice today really helps me to remember what it is that's truly important to me, why I'm alive, and you know what makes me want to jump out of the bed in, out of my bed in the morning to go and do the things I love. It just really helped me connect to my deep truth about my life and who I am. That was really helpful, so thank you. Yeah, bring it back to those beautiful people. They can just touch the mic. They don't have to speak. They can just touch it. (laughs) All right. I'll say a few words. I... um for me, yeah, it felt very important just to, to be in touch with my aspirations and even to see how they kind of evolved from tea time to speaking about them and having that be okay. It's like, um, and and it also felt, I'm kind of an introverted person, to speak them felt very important to me too. Yeah. So. Yeah, thank you. I think it's incredibly precious. Um, what I like the most, one of the most things that I like is the guidelines to listening mm. and be there, not going all over the place. And uh, and uh, when you, before we spread in groups or get together in groups, I was thinking I have to be focused and go straight to the point what I'm going to say. Mm. And I go, to 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 and I think I did a good job Aww. in both both ways of the the first and the second. <laughs> nice. That's simple, right? Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, something I'm finding pretty helpful with my aspiration when fears come in is to really go deep and ask myself, why do I want this? Why is this important? Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's easy for anxieties and doubts to come in, but like when I take a step back and I breathe and you know and feel like you know that sort of like desire and sort of like if it's joy and mm-hmm. like why you know then that really helps me Beautiful. you know get over those those fears that can creep in. Beautiful. Maybe one more comment. Great. Can you hear me? I can. I am really grateful for this particular session because of the emphasis on the positive. I, I really like that um, there's a technique presented to, to get back to the very root of, what, of why you're here. You know, mm-hmm. our, we're here because we want something for ourselves or, or those around us. And to be able to understand that when you're feeling disassociated 
from the positive that a way to return to it is to just review, you know, what am I doing this for? What's it all about? It's so affirming and seems like a real path. So, thank you. It is a real path. It's a real practice. Yeah, it really is. So, it's um, been lovely to be here with you today. Um, We're going to do a very brief meditation, but um, I just, um, so I'm appreciating, so, right? So, I want to recognize I want to see what's here right now. And I feel a lot of gratitude and I feel tingly and happy and grateful, right? And these are all very wholesome, supportive states. And thank you for inspiring them in me. <laughs> I'm going to meditate with those in mind and I hope you'll, you'll meditate and savor whatever fruitful things have arisen for you. And as we come to the end of our sit, I want to invite you to appreciate yourself, the effort that you put into coming today, to being here, to being present, 
to being receptive, to showing up. And it is my deepest wish that the benefit of our practice together be shared widely, that you touch others in your lives with whatever wholesome things you have to share. And may that wholesomeness be shared and shared until it comes back to us and reaches all beings everywhere. Namaste. So enjoy your month of gentle doing and non-doing. And I hope it connects you uh, with your aspiration, but also connects you with others in the world.